Welcome back to the Netflix Club Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Noah. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the Netflix original series, A Series of Unfortunate Events. Starring Neil Patrick Harris. It's, it's got a pretty good cast, but first we're going to talk about some Netflix news. What is new to Netflix uh, this week or the end of January since we kind of missed a week? Uh, also, I feel like we should explain we missed that week. I don't know if you saw our Twitter, but Noah was not feeling well. I was sick. So we decided it probably wouldn't be best to record an episode. Well, well we're back. It would um, be a pretty gross podcast if uh, if I, we decided to do it. So, you know, it's okay. We're all right. <laughs> so I'm going to touch on a little bit of stuff that got added at the end of January, and then I'm going to hit the stuff that's going to be coming out for the next week or so. So January 27th, we had iBoy, um, a Netflix original movie with uh, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Have you watched that yet? It's actually, like, really, really good. I have not watched you it. You should it for looks sure really check cheesy, it out. But, uh, it's actually, watch it. It's actually really good. I'll have to check it out. The visual effects are, like, on point. All right. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, also, Sharknado 4, uh, if you're into that. <laughs> January 31st, we have uh, a new Bill Burr standout special, which I have not watched yet, but I'm super excited for. I really like Bill Burr. Uh, as far as TV goes, on February 3rd, we've got Santa Clarita Diet, starring Drew Barrymore. Uh, that's supposed to be really good. She's like a cannibal. Um, oh, okay. So it's not as perky as it might sound. Um, I mean, it might be like, you know. It's probably something like it's it's a goofy thing. But anyways, okay. I, I, I'm interested in seeing what it's about. Um, February 11th, we have Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 2. Uh, that show is actually getting really good reviews, so I might have to check that out. And as far as movies go, we got a bunch of them because it's the beginning of the month. So February 1st, we have Babe, Babe, Pig in the City, you know. Those were directed by uh, George Miller, who really? did Mad Max. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the best. Also, Balto, 1, 2, and 3, if you remember those movies from those your are childhood. fantastic movies. Uh, Contact, Corpse Bride, Finding Dory, we got a big one, Magic Mike, Project X. Wait, Magic Mike or Magic Mike XXL? Magic Mike. Okay, there's a difference, <laughs> apparently. There is. Well, one's the first and second one, and one of them's extra, extra large. That is true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Project X, uh, Blair Witch Project. I'm pretty sure that's the um the original. The original. One? Cool. I haven't seen good. that yet, and I really want to check that out for sure. It's a really good horror movie. Uh, the Longest Day, Nightmare Before Christmas, and everybody's favorite vampire flick, Twilight. Just the first one, not like yeah. the entire. No, just the first one. Saga. And then February fourth, we got Super Bad, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's very good. It's a really good comedy. It's got Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. And that other guy that I can't think of right now that's in Saturday Night Live, Bill Hader. Emma Stone's also in. Oh, it. Also Emma Stone. That's why I watch it. It's she's great. <laughs> it's it's and also uh, Chris Romans Plus. He's kind of disappeared lately. A little bit. Uh, anyways. That's okay. So let's jump into a series of unfortunate events. Uh, do you want to give like a brief rundown of uh, the story, what, what it's kind of about? Uh, so, yeah, it's essentially based off of this like children's book series ro- written by uh, Lemony Snicket. That's like the dude's like pen name mm-hmm. or something. His real name is Daniel Handler, I believe. Okay. So Lemony Snicket's a, a cooler name for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like essentially it's about these uh, three children. Uh, Violet, Klaus, and Sonny. Violet, Klaus, and Sonny. And they're, uh, you know, like Klaus is like the middle child. Sonny is like the baby. She's an actual baby. <laughs> uh, and uh, Violet is the old eldest sister. Essentially what happens is like 
their house burns down along with their parents <laughs> and their orphans and it's really sad and it's you know not not good for them and uh, the bank guy you know like the bank kind of like takes over Mr. Poe Mr. Poe the biggest idiot in the entire world <laughs> uh, like he is basically in charge of you know taking them to their next you know uh, you know like kind of relative that'll you know take care of them mm-hmm. their next guardian and that is uh, Count Olaf he's not he's not a good guy he's not a nice person some stuff happens uh, and the children kind of go on and on to the like to a bunch of different guardians and stuff mm-hmm. and this is kind of you know has to do with Count Olaf and he yeah basically Count Olaf wants to get his uh, hands on the Baudelaire fortune because like the parents were like super rich apparently I mean not apparently they like the house was not even a house it was like a mansion they had like a big mm-hmm. huge like library and and there's whole like deal. This, there's a whole like thing there with a secret society. Uh, very good. It's got it's pretty. It's it might sound a little complicated, but it's actually pretty cut and dry, easy to follow. Yeah, like it's it's nothing like I would say like a kid couldn't watch. You mm-hmm. know, like it's mm-hmm. it's nothing too confusing. Yeah, and if you saw the um the two thousand four movie with Jim Carrey, I would say uh, it's kind of similar in the term. It's like a little. I think it's a little more family friendly. Like For that, sure. not that that movie wasn't, but yeah. like it had some like kind of violent scenes with like the leeches and stuff and it's a little scary but this one is like very it's much easier to watch I think it's definitely family friendly but uh and tonally I think it's very different from the movie though yeah because the original movie was like I would say like way more dark than this like this can be pretty dark at times yeah but overall it's not you know dark or like scary like yeah it's actually like really funny most of the time Uh, it, yeah, that's the, the original one. I would say, uh, or the original, but the the movie I would say is really dark and like sometimes you're like oh, that's kind of funny. It's gonna have some kind of weird quirkiness because of Jim Carrey. Like it'd be really weird if he played like an, an actual evil villain. Yeah. Um, but this one, yeah, it's much. It's it like it's very fifty. I wouldn't say fifty fifty, but it is very split between like making you go, "Wow, that is really sad," or "That's really dark," and then having you just like laughing like crazy. Like you got Neil Patrick Harris; he's a pretty jolly guy. Um, he sings like all the intros. He makes lots of jokes. Um, there's lots of just like quirky offhand comedy that like really works with it. That kind of contrasts with like a lot of the horrible stuff that happens in the show. There's a lot. There's a lot of bad stuff. And as far as humor goes, it's also really interesting how self-aware it is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, usually when you say, like, something self-aware, you're, like, trying to defend it. You're like, it's not that bad. It knows what it is. Like, um, this, but this is like, completely knows what it is. It knows what it is, and it, it's really, really good. Like, he's there's a couple jokes... Um, you really like the one about where he's talking about they want to go to the movies and Count Olaf is like, I prefer, you know, long form television shows that you can watch from the comfort of your own home. And he like looks, looks right into the camera. Directly at the camera. It's ridiculous, but it's so good. You know, referencing uh, Netflix that we were all watching it on. There's like a lot of that. It's yes. really cool. There's Yeah, there's the other one that's like all that stuff that, ha- this is a paraphrase, but he's like all that stuff that have in this day, week, month, season. <laughs> It's yeah, it's really funny and really self-aware with like how it's it's really cool. Like a lot, of, like I said, a lot of times it's like you're trying to try to defend it. You're like it knows what it is. It knows it's bad or it knows it's weird. But this is like yeah, we know this is a Netflix show and it, it's it's really cool. Um, but yeah, totally, it's way different. It's way it it's like it won't make you feel bad. It'll make you feel like 
I kind of pawn for these kids. It's like it's more adventure. Yeah, it's like more adventure and like hopeful. Like there are those moments where it is, you know, like pretty sad mm-hmm. or depressing, but there but it's like it's never over I mean, it's, you know, it's never overshadowing like the the humor mm-hmm. and you know like the 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 sense of adventure from the show. And I think some of the humor is kind of like I said, pushed on by a lot of the actors and characters they have. Like, there's so many, every single relative um, that they go to, and they go to f- three, technically, but there's like four places that they stay. Yeah. Um, they're all like weird, uh, unique, quirky people. Um, and it kind of really helps push the story along and also, you know, like I said, make it interesting. So just a rundown of some of their people that they stayed with. They stayed with Neil Patrick Harris, Count Olaf. They stayed um, with, oh, what is her name, uh, who played uh, the other aunt? She was in, I want to say, uh, uh, Age of Ultron and also Luke Cage. Elf, so she's. I'm not. I'm going to butcher her name. Elfrey Wood, Woodard? Elf? Woodard or something? I don't know how to pronounce her Alfrey first name. Elfrey Woodard? Uh, yeah, she is one of the ants that they stay with. They also stay with, um, oh my gosh, these people have some crazy names. Asif Mondvi, who was in, he's been in some things, but like I think I recognize, we recognized him from Spider-Man. Yeah, he's like the guy that Peter worked for at the beginning beginning of Spider-Man yeah. 2, the pizza man guy. And so he is, he's the second person they go with, right? Yeah, he's like their uh, so, science-y, you know, godfather person. Yeah, and he's got like this crazy mustache, and he's like... It's just like if you if you read the books at all, he's the one that is Uncle Monty. He's the reptile room guy. So he's like super interested in reptiles and snakes. He's got this huge like reptile room full of all these animals, and it's like he's a really quirky character because it's like and he's like arguably probably the best suited person that the oh without a that doubt. the kids should stay with. So he's like pushing them to learn, and they're like actually happy. And then Emily Olaf always comes in and messes everything up. But then Elfrey uh, Woodard, uh, she is. Uh, Aunt Josephine, and she's, like, the super paranoid uh She's, like, aunt. afraid of everything. Yeah, like, literally everything. There's, like, no candles in the house. They eat cold soup, right? Because she's afraid to turn on the stove because yeah. she doesn't want it to explode. And this is all kind of ironic because she lives in a house in, it's like, like, a super stormy part that's on the edge of a cliff or, like, hanging off of a cliff. Um, but she is, obviously, she's got that really good acting chop. She brings a lot to the table. Um, everybody really brings a lot to the table. And then you got, um, uh, you have, they stay at the end at the Miserable Mill, which has uh, Reese Darby, and I don't remember the other guy's name, uh, Don Johnson. And they're like, they are the runner, they run the mill. And then if you've seen like Yes Man or uh, Wrecked, the TV show, you know Reese Darby is like a really funny character. And so these people are, like, really bring a lot to the table. And on top of that, you've got these really great actors and actresses that they bring in for, like, side characters. Like Count Olaf's kind of, like, gang of actors and stuff. Yeah, and, like, not all of them are super known. Actually, one of them was is, like, he he's kind of known for playing, like, side characters. Like, he was in Jurassic World. He was, like, an attendant at one of the rides. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, the, the kind of, like, bowl haircut yeah. guy. Yeah, he, he's kind of a weirdo, but, like, he was in Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's uh, that, yeah, really that is funny. Maddie uh, Carderopel is that guy. But then you also got, like, people like uh, Joan Cusack is in there as Justice Strauss, and she's in for just, like, a speck, um, which is, seems like kind of an underutilization of her talent. She's, like, a pretty good actress. Then you have Catherine O'Hara, who plays Dr. Georgina Orwell, um, Count Olaf's, like, 
ex-girlfriend and like she's known for like home alone and a lot of different movies she brings a lot to the table for acting and they have like all these really really strong talents and then you have a really some weird some odd choices like sunny who doesn't talk at all she just says she baby like, talk yeah um that's voiced by tara strong like the legendary voice actress and it feels so weird that they're like Yes, we need a really good voice actress to make baby sounds. Tara Strong, Tara Strong. one of the best voice actors in the business. <laughs> um, and so, like, she's in there, and it's kind of goofy. Um, then also, you have Will Arnett and Kobe Smulders, who are in every episode pretty much as uh, they? presumably the parents. Yeah, like, that's kind of like a spoiler. So, uh, yeah, spoiler yes. warning? Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, they're not the parents. They're not the parents. <laughs> and they kind of, that's, I think that's kind of interesting that, I didn't expect to get played by the show. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, dark, dark. I mean, it was dark, but it was a lot of just going to be like, yes, this happens and this happens and this happens, and then you're going to have the parents swoop in, like, season finale, and, like, something's going to happen so that they would, that way they can have more seasons. But I thought that, that was going to be the parents, and then it's, like, not the parents, and then they die. Yeah. Pers- assume, they assumingly die. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like a... Like a big deal. Yeah, it's a, really, it's a really big twist. And that was like, yeah, that's... Episode how many episodes are there? Uh, eight. I want to say eight. Yeah, that's like episode seven. Because it's like there's two parters, you know, for like wherever they're at. Yeah, and like I think there's like eight episodes yeah. for sure. So yeah, that happens episode seven when like you have these, uh, cr- uh, excuse me, cross cutting shots where they're like, here are the parents, air quotes around parents walking up to these doors here. Violet, Klaus, and Sunny, who are also walking out to these doors, and they're like, let's gonna open them up. You have visitors, and they open the doors up, and it's Count Olaf for Violet, Klaus, and Sunny, and for the parents, they're just walking into their house to their other kids. The real kids. They're real kids, and you're like, oh my gosh, this just got so much more depressing. The parents, I mean, we don't know, but like, the parents are really dead. Yeah. And they're, these kids are having a terrible life. But you totally thought they were the parents because, like, there's so many instances where they have, like, you know, photos. It's like, oh, there's our parents. And it's, like, them standing next to this other couple. So you think it's them because that's who you're seeing. Yeah. And it's Kobe Smulders and Will Arnett. So it's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, it's the parents. Cool. Uh, Yeah. So. Yeah, that kind of plays them with the, uh, I think that they kind of use that also to help with the uh, the whole secret society thing. For sure. Like, like, all these people are connected. Even Count Olaf is connected to the parents, and Count Olaf is the villain. And then you have, like, these are the parents. Just kidding. They're also part of the secret organization, which we still haven't had a whole yeah, lot of explanation for. But there's, like, been some things, but, like, really, it's just more stuff that's been added on to this big mystery. There's no real, like, answers to these questions. And then, uh, we can't forget, possibly, like, one of my favorite characters, uh, is, or actors in the show, is Patrick Warburton, who's playing Lemony Snicket. He's the narrator for the show, like, the He'll, he'll do voiceovers, and they'll also show him as a real person in this world. Like, he'll be wearing, like, similar costumes to, the, like, the background characters, and he's just sitting there or standing there talking. And he, like, actually is involved. I, I mean, they haven't explained, but it seems like he's involved. They talk about Lemony Snicket as a person like, in the show. In, yeah, like... And, like, weird little references, but also, like, he's a real person, um, which is interesting that it's, like... Is that, like, a fourth wall break, or is that just, like, super... It's something. It's like super meta. Yeah, because it's like here's the writer of the book playing a real character in the book that he wrote. It's super weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's really good. Patrick Warburton is really great. He's got that amazing voice that like is perfect for like narrating. And he also, even though he's narrating like a, a sad story, he like it's kind of it's kind of humorous. Yeah. He's he's very like 
I don't want to say sarcastic, but he's or blunt. He's very blunt with what happens, and you're like, well, okay, yeah. And so, but also they mix in like a lot of like sadness with him too, with his lost love Beatrice and stuff like that. And I think it's you know it's really cool that they have like such an amazing cast. And then we can't forget to talk about Violet and Klaus. And we don't really need to talk about the baby because I mean it's a lot of we CGI. Could see, yeah, I think that's kind of like the big thing for me with the baby is like you can honestly like just sit there. And play this game while you're watching the show where, like, you can just, like, kind of watch the baby and see how many times they use, like, CGI for the baby. Or, like, a lot of the time, it's, like, not even an actual baby. It's just, like, the girl is holding a doll and they CGI the baby head so it's, like, looking around and making faces. Which makes almost no sense to me because why not just have a normal baby? And then, like, like CGI in cer- sometimes went in, yeah. in certain situations where, like, because the Sunny is known for being, having, like, these really strong teeth and can, like, bite through anything or whatever. So, like, I get it. Use some CGI to do some stuff when she's, like, biting through a rope or, a real, or polishing the rocks or whatever. Because a real baby can't do that yeah. at all. But they're just like, let's CGI her, like, 50% of the yeah, time. Yeah, like, oh, I'm holding her when we're just standing here. Better make it CGI. It's <laughs> like, what? You know, well, why? What's the point of that? I mean, I understand that there's probably like you know like laws set in place for yeah. children on like sets and stuff. They can only be there a certain amount of time. But it's like, like, really? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem necessary. I agree. And not if and, and honestly, if that's like our biggest gripe we have with it, that's nothing. Yeah, but like it wasn't even like a you know gripe. It was yeah. just like a funny thing to like point out yeah. all the time. But then also, I was gonna say the kids. This that star in it. We got Melina Weissman and Lewis Hines. Uh, they've been in pretty much nothing else. I think the girl, uh, uh, Melina, was like in some like Disney Channel stuff, I want to say. I was going to say, Lewis Hines was in a show called Barbarians, uh, and that's it. He was in like two episodes. He played like young blank, so he was just like in a flashback or something. And then and then Melina Weissman was, has been in like a few more things. She was in Nine Lives that came out this or last year with uh, Kevin Spacey with like, that's pretty much Shaggy Dog, but with a cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not see that because, you know, why? And then she was in... Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. She was in uh, She was in Supergirl. She played like uh, the young Kara yep. who crash landed on Earth. I forgot about that. Yep, she was in a few episodes of that. She also played young April O'Neil and Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. Oh, the, the Michael Bay produced one? Yeah. And okay. then uh, like a few other like shows and stuff. So like a whole not for for them. There's like not, not a whole lot of stuff. Uh, and they're you know like, they don't have a lot of I don't want to say experience, but like they don't have a lot of like a long list of stuff that they've worked on. So it's kind of cool seeing. It's kind of like reminds me of Stranger Things. Like those kids were unknowns basically. Yeah, and then you know Netflix shot them into stardom pretty much. Everybody knows Stranger Things pretty much. Everybody loves those kids. Um, and then now you have these two kids who are unknowns. Netflix is like take I don't know it's not to say Netflix is taking a chance, but they're like they're giving someone that's lesser known, yeah, like a chance to be somebody, and like it works out so well. These kids are like really, really great. They're really good. They honestly. fit really well with how everything is acted in this show, which is like kind of sarcastic, kind of like forward and blunt, and it like really works. They're like. Honestly, some of the best parts of the show is that, like because they the they lead it and they like yeah it's like I said it's like Stranger Things, this the story is really interesting and cool but like you're watching it because for the kids it reminds you of like eighties movies and stuff not yeah. that this does but like you're watching it for these kids you're like I want to see what happens with these kids these actors or this actor and actress are really really good it's re- you it's it's really good they they really pull uh, at your heart a little bit like I would say like uh they're like a good counterbalance to like Neil Patrick Harris's craziness like. 
in the same way that Neil carries the show, they also carry the show, mm-hmm. but like in a completely different way. And that's it's not a bad thing, and it's really cool. So I wanna. Do you have any thoughts on characters and acting? Uh just that honestly, like everyone in this show is top notch. They absolutely they did an amazing job for sure. Uh, and then so let's move on a little bit to what's your like favorite part or uh, episode of the show? Oh, you that's, that's a rough question. See, I don't know if I have a favorite episode yeah. exactly, but I really, really like the Reptile Room episodes because, like, they're first of all, these sets that they have are incredible. Yeah, the production design is, or the production design and the production value for the show is crazy. Like, like it's a show. There, like, yeah. the, uh, like, yeah. it, like I'm watching this and I'm thinking, oh, this is like a movie. Like, because they put so much detail into, like, everything. It's crazy. When they are with their Aunt Josephine, um, and there's, like, the whole, like, harbor town or whatever it is, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They actually built all that stuff, like, all those stores and stuff. Like, I mean, they're set pieces, but, like, they built all that stuff that's not, like, at an actual town, which is super interesting. Like, yeah, and then, like, you have the reptile room, which I'm sure sure a lot of it is CGI, but, like, I'm sure a lot of it is also real stuff because they were, like, very, like, practical with everything and that place looks amazing like there's this huge uh uh, maze what kind of maze is that uh like hedges yeah like a hedge maze surrounding it and then you have like these amazing like uh lawn sculptures of like that are also bush like bush sculptures i don't know what they're called i'm really not Uh, educated they're, they're hedges i mean and they're like shaped like snakes and then you go inside and there's like all these incredibly cool like animals and like really cool like uh cages and stuff like that that's going on and i just really like the set and i really like uncle monty as a character because he's he's funny and he like he's bet i think we like we said he's like the best fit for the kids absolutely and so those episodes they make you feel the warmest out of any of the episodes definitely because like there's that whole first two episodes with count olaf and he's just the worst and then like it's, you know he's like really creepy like like yeah. borderline I don't want to say pedophilia, but he's like trying to marry I mean, like, his his trying to marry Violet. He's got like ulterior motives. He's not just marrying her to. I mean, I guess you know more spoilers. I mean, we've we've surpassed this. <laughs> there's there's spoilers, but um, yeah, like he's just a weirdo, yeah. and like he's completely taken away all their hope. And then they won, and then they go to visit and live with Count Monty or Count, Count Monty, Monty. <laughs> Count Monty. Uh, you know. Monty, and then uh, Count Olaf shows up again. Mm-hmm. You know, like like there's so much hope, and then all of a sudden it's just torn away again, and it's rough. So, so you have like a favorite episode or like location that they go to or anything? Uh, like I that? would I would agree with you that that the uh, the best one was. Uh, uh, I'm not sure now. I don't think I I don't think I have a favorite okay. like episode or location because it was all really good. Because I could say it was like the reptile room, but also like the uh, the one with um, Aunt. Uh, Josephine. Josephine was fantastic too because like with uh, Count Olaf where he dresses up as Captain Sham yeah. that was fantastic <laughs> and I love how he didn't have like a leg it was like with a peg leg it's so good uh, but maybe like I don't have a favorite but I think my least favorite was like the uh, the the mill you know okay. location and like that that story I mean mm-hmm. it was good like it was it was great mm-hmm. like it yeah so like it's it's by saying it's my least favorite doesn't mean it's like bad at all mm-hmm. you know like it's just it, it didn't you know get me as much as the other ones did because like 
I mean, Neil Patrick Harris dressing in drag yeah. as that woman was amazing. He's I fantastic. Like should, I feel like we should talk about that. Neil Patrick Harris is like a really good actor in this role. Like he's so versatile. Yeah. Like he brings the comedy. He brings the creepy. He brings like the scary sometimes. And then he's like, yeah, every two episodes he's playing a different character, like Count Olaf. And then he's playing, uh, oh, I forgot what his assistant's name is. He's playing like all these different. He's yeah. like a woman. He's like a I don't know if he's German. The German like lab assistant. That's what it seemed like he was trying to go for. He's playing uh, a sailor, and he's got like this really good costume. It doesn't like you can tell it's no Patrick Harris, but like it's really there's still really good costumes. Like the kids see through it immediately, which is always super funny. They're like, but the bank- that's Count Olaf, and then no one else is like, yeah, no, that's. Captain Sham. And it's ridiculous because, like, it frustrates me just as much as it does with the kids because, like, it keeps happening. Yeah. And they're always right. <laughs> and then the next time it's like, oh, no, you guys are you're, you're full of it. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We've been right every time so far. Why are you agreeing with us? And it's it's just emotional, like, you know, roller coaster, man. Yeah. It, you But you really, like, I just want to just summarize. You really got to applaud and, like, appreciate the versatility that Neil Patrick Harris Yeah, brings. absolutely. Uh, and then going back a little bit to what we were just talking about, do you have, like, a least favorite episode then or a part the, or a part or thing that you didn't like about the series? Uh, least, my least favorite episodes were, like, the 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 mill, you know, ones. Like, I, I don't know if, like, one was worse than the other. I mean, they're both not bad. Yeah. Like I said, like, those ones are kind of my least favorite, but, like, they're not bad by any means. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really have anything... There's nothing I really don't like about the show. Like, it's it's fantastic, honestly. I'd say that... I'll, okay, so the show kind of is going through one of those cycles where people that come to it are like, this is amazing, and then the next wave hears about it, excuse me, and then is like, this show is okay or bad. Yeah. And uh, I think that a lot of the problem stems from overhyping it, yeah. which I don't... I just don't think it's a good show whether you hype it up a lot or not. I yeah. wouldn't be disappointed. But a lot of people are saying this first episode is bad. And I'll what? say the first episode is my least favorite. I think okay. it's not a bad episode. It's just my least favorite. I, I, I'm glad I pushed through. Um, but the first episode is, like, way cheesier and than all the other ones. Like, there's some really weird, like, special effects that they try to throw in there that you're like, that's... Like, it's kind of jarring. Well, it's, it, like, I'll say that there's... I don't know if it's the opening scene or not. It's well, they're on like the beach. The, with Sunny? Or... Well, a lot of the special effects with Sunny look really cheesy. Are you talking about like the, the rock skipping thing? Yeah, where they have she like they skip a rock, and then they, she built. They have this contraption that just shoots this like hundred foot long arm into the ocean to grab a rock out. And I'm like, okay, this is dumb, kind of. Like I was like, this is cheesy. And then you just go on past that, and it gets significantly less cheesy. They don't do. There's like some weird cheesy special effects with Sunny because she's a baby, and in order to utilize her as she would have been utilized in the books. Um, you kind of have to just embrace the cheese for some of that stuff. But I think the first episode is my least favorite, but it's not bad by any means. You just push through it, um, and the rest of it, I think it goes up a lot. And Miserable Mill, after that, my least favorite because it's... Uh, there's not like a quirky... I mean, there's like a... You have Neil Patrick Harris, but there's not like a quirky relative that they're staying with, and it's way more like story-based. Yeah. Like they're like hit, hard-hitting the story a whole bunch, and you're like, it's a little bit different from the other episodes, I'd say. Not bad by any means. They're all really good. Um, so there's also some really interesting stuff um, surrounding this series. Um, considering the number thirteen, uh, this is actually really unique because it's our thirteenth thirteenth episode. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Huh. Um, but the number thirteen plays a really important role in the series. There are thirteen books in the book series, um, with 
each book having 13 chapters. Um, the title, A Series of Unfortunate Events, um, it has 20, this is a stretch, I think, for this one. It has 13, or has uh, 26 letters, which is 13 times 2. Um, the series was released on Netflix on the 13th of January, and the series um, released in 2017 came 13 years after the film. That's crazy. Uh, that, that's a lot of, like, 13. So, yeah, you gotta know, like, they planned it. Yeah. Why Why is that? Do you have any idea? <laughs> well, it's like, it's kind of, it's just like 13's a number of bad luck. Okay. You know, like, there's no, you know, they say hotels don't have a 13th floor, or buildings don't have a 13th floor, or whatever. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, all that kind of stuff. It's just, like, a bad luck thing, and they, like, always hit, like, everybody in the show, or, like, everybody. The kids have really bad luck. So, it's just, like, another way of, like, emphasizing hey, this how is really sad. Yeah. Um, also, something else is that many lines of dialogue from the show were taken word for word from the books, which I think is really, really cool that they're, like, staying that dedicated to source material. Uh, <clears throat> something else is that Neil Patrick Harris uh, is known for being, like, musical. Like, he was, he's was he been in musicals. Um, he was in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog is one of my favorite things that he's been in where he's singing. Uh, and then he also sings every intro for the episode. And he sings it from the character that he's playing in those episodes, which is interesting. Like, every theme song for the location is unique. So it, like, changes uh, throughout the season, which is really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, some, that's some interesting stuff. Do um, you have any final thoughts on series of unfortunate events? I cannot wait until season two. Yeah, like, how long are we going to wait? Yeah. I want it now. That was a big cliffhanger. We don't really have to go into it, but that was, like, a big cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see where the story goes because I honestly haven't read the book since I was I, a kid yeah I haven't either and I don't remember anything so I'm like open to you know go along with this story mm-hmm. absolutely fresh eyes so yes definitely check this out it's uh, like we said it's 8 episodes so it's super easy to watch the episodes are like 50 minutes to an hour long so not a whole yeah. lot we want, we sat down and we're like want to watch an episode we watch an episode next thing we know we're 5 episodes in so what Just, always happens? Yeah, <laughs> and so then we and then we finished it up um, after that. But it's like you, it sucks you in. It's very good. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah. So that is our final thoughts. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there. But I want to say that next week we're gonna be talking about the movie Dope, which is a super good movie. I haven't watched really it yet, but I'm it. looking forward to it. It's really good. I think you're gonna like it. All right. Anything else to say? Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at cmu underscore Netflix Club. Uh, You can ask us, you know, stuff, or you can recommend us movies to watch on Netflix Mm -hmm. and talk about it. You can be a part of the conversation. What did you think of Series of Unfortunate Events, the first season? We can talk about it. Uh, Yeah, so follow us on there, at CMU underscore Netflix Club. That's pretty much it. All right, see you guys next week. See you in the next episode. Emerging from the great dumpster fire that was 2016, Ben Solis and Noah Bayshore find themselves ready to take on anything 2017 has to throw at them. Whether it be taxes, George Clooney's nipple suit, or Shia LaBeouf memes, these gentlemen are ready for a super fight. Will Ben ever recover from Birdemic? Will Noah ever grow a real beard? Tune in to the next season of Raving Geeks for all your nerd news and musings from CM Life's premier geek culture podcast. Geek culture.
Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Oh, 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 oh